Welcome in to an all-new show that we have here for you under Dan Tortora, Broadcast Media, LLC. Very proud to bring this to you. You know Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on the sports side. You know Superpowered Pop with Dan Tortora on the entertainment side. And, of course, Dan on Disney, helping to plan your Disney trips and giving you all that great information with what some people say is, many people actually say is, the happiest place on earth. So this is the newest addition to what we're doing at Dan Tortora Broadcast Media, and it is called We'll Get There Eventually. But it's not just me. It's featuring someone that you know, especially in central and upstate New York, a voice that you are used to hearing, somebody who is no stranger to the broadcast, has joined me on my other shows in the past, and now we have a show together. This will be featured in our Super Powered Pop line. So if you go to Super Powered Pop, dot podbean dot com you'll be able to get to it there and superpoweredpop.com will also facilitate your ability to listen in to this podcast and of course it'll have its own social media once again it's called we'll get there eventually and it's featuring myself dan tortora and my co-host hunter hunter welcome back to the world of you know central and upstate new york but because we're on the internet we've reached everywhere and through my company, we've been all over the world, so I'm hoping that this will stretch even farther. We'll get there eventually, starring Hunter and myself, Dan Satora. Hunter, welcome to our newest broadcast and something that you and I get to do together. And this could go a lot of different ways. My tip on Disney, having done it 8 million times, don't go in the summertime, and it's never really that cool inside Small World. You think it's <laughs> going to be, but it's not. You wait forever, and also watch out for strollers. Strollers are, are really the thing that can take you out in Disney. I've had an Achilles still taking out Saw style there, man. It's no it's no joke. So, yeah, that would be my thing for Disney. Yeah, you know, the, the Disney side of it, you know, like you said, it's a small world. I don't go on the ride, but my I have a very interesting reason why I don't go on. There's like, one, there's like one redhead in there that I'm convinced is Chucky. And so really? I don't... Yeah, I don't go on because he's like right by one of the like when you're going through the rooms, he's in the corner of one of the rooms and I don't I don't screw with that. I don't mess with I don't mess with Chucky Dow looking stuff and I stay away from that. So I don't go on it's a small world cuz I just don't want to test my fate with the uh, the redhead in the corner thing. Oh my gosh, you know what? And that thing's been there since what like 1970. So you know he's all ticked off. He's older Chucky. He's just been <laughs> trapped in the body for a while. God, I didn't, you know, it's been so long since I've been in a small world. I have to, have to think about that for a second. It's been a long, long time. Although I do have a sad, a sad story about Chucky. You want to hear it? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I went to school in Pennsylvania and, you know, like you, Dan, you and I aren't very tall guys, right? Right. So, uh, so, you know, it was the nineties and I was fresh. Uh, and, um, I was wearing at the time, it was, it was cool to wear overalls. Remember that? I do. Re- yes. I do recall. <laughs> and I uh, had a little bit of a Nirvana hair kicking, or so I thought. So it was kind of like, you know, hanging in front of my face and stuff like that. And I got on the elevator, and there was this girl, and it's just, it was it, she was my thing, man, my flavor. Which was like dark, curly hair, glasses, kind of nerdy. You knew she probably liked Star Wars, but didn't want to tell anybody about it. And this football player right next to me looked down. He goes, <laughs> That dude looks like Chucky. And everybody <laughs> turned around. And, 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 dude, I even had it off, like, one strap. So I had, like, the Belvin DeVoe thing kicking. Yeah. And, like, that followed me forever. And I never got to get with that girl. Although, she did look, she smiled for a second. But, yeah, it was it was a really bad choice of, 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 of wear. And that stuck with me ever since. That's why I don't like Chucky. And now I want to go see that thing at Disney World now that you brought it up, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's. It, I feel like... See, Chucky just, I, I don't do that stuff. I, I can't ventriloquist. Anything that looks human or like a weird, creepy version of a human, I've never been a ventriloquist fan, never been a fan of dolls. I have said if, I, if I'm ever blessed enough to have children and anybody buys them a doll that looks very human and can, like, walk, talk, move, whatever it may be, sometime a robotic thing, I, I will very gladly send them home with it. They're not allowed to be a part of my life, and... There was actually a doll that was brought to my house, and I left it in. It was a, it was it was a wedding gift from my my other whatever that that was, and and they were given a doll, and I said, "Don't bring the doll in the house because once the doll's in the house, she knows where we live. She cases the joint. She knows how to get in. So she was locked in the garage forever. And then when they came to pick up their stuff, I made sure that that doll was on the top because there's no way that I would ever let the doll." 
get a blueprint to my house because I'm that much ingrained in believing in that Chucky nonsense that's out there. Really? Dude, all I got to do is kick it. <laughs> See, but that's like, the thing, though. It. If you break it, the soul goes into something else. That's what they always show you. That's it's. Is that where he went? I, I always thought he was just like always oh, another Chucky. I mean, I, was th- I think I only saw the first Chucky. Did you see the I, newest one or no? Nah, man, because I'm damaged by Chucky. I mean, I still go back to college being yelled at by a football player from the Golden Eagles of Clarion, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were killing it, you know. Like, and, and so, I mean, you know, I, but, yeah, that's where I go back to. But I see, like, I feel like the same thing about Saw. You know, like, uh, uh, what, what is it, uh, the, the thing on the bike, what, what's it called? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Dow, the one that's got the rosy cheeks and, and laughs and stuff. Yeah, Jigsaw, yeah. Yeah, dude, just if that thing's riding towards you on a bike, it's riding slow. It's electronic. Just kick it. Just kick it. See, but gone. you can kick that one, but the Chucky one, like there was a spirit. See, the new Chucky, there was a lot of plot holes in it because he was run by your phone, so you had to turn him on with an app. You had to charge him. So here's the thing. In the movie... He was like never being charged, hardly ever. So I know the battery would have died. You're, and then like the phone has to be on Wi-Fi, and they're driving around, and I know Wi-Fi wasn't available, so that would have shut him down. So I was finding all these plot holes with this. Chucky had to have Wi-Fi, had to be plugged in, had to be charged. So you know, it was easy to know that it wasn't a realistic thing because I was like, everybody knows that if this is an iPhone that's charging this, that Chucky would have been dead by noon. So. That's yeah, what made exactly. me feel better about it, and that's what helped me. It was a bad one. I mean, it's it's not well, worth really it. Traumatized by this. I want you know. I just I, I have to find reasons to believe that it's not real. And the newest movie was so bad that the only the I mean, probably the scariest part of the movie was that I spent thirteen dollars on it. You know what? The scariest part of the movie would have been if it would have taken place in Iowa. <laughs> political, political joke right there, everybody. I love that. Iowa caucus. You see how we put the things together? Although Chucky had to go through New Hampshire to actually download the information. Wow, I really worked really hard on that one, Dan. That, that one. <laughs> Did you love that though? Did you just love it that they couldn't figure it out? This is the, this is this is the reality though. You know that the they, app crashed. No, but this is the thing about it. I, I don't believe in any of that. I believe that Bernie won, and just like four years ago, they were horrified. So they were just like, oh, there's incons- – it's numbers. It's counting people. It's not a difficult thing to do, you know, but this is the hanging chat all over again. So I believe that Bernie won. They just didn't want to admit it. I, I-, I think it was more of a little bit of a conspiracy there. I think it was hilarious, and I can't remember the one – the guy who's uh, the mayor, and-, and he just went, I won. Like, no one even knows. Oh, like, yeah, that's Pete. <laughs> yeah, Pete. It's, yeah, it's- yeah. It was great. It was like, okay, cool. Like, this is what we're going to. So the app crashed. That That's great. So, I mean, I guess that's what I would apply to, to, to Chucky. I'd just be like, oh, the app crashed. It's buffering. And then what are you going to do? Wasn't that voiced by Mark Hamill, too, by the way? It was, yep. The the, the uh, Luke Skywalker of our of our history, yes, is the voice of Chucky. And he came back for the new one as well. Oh, well, I, I saw it. Hey, by the way, I know this is off subject, but I think this is how we get to why do we get here. Have you seen Bad Lip Reading and My Stick? With, uh, with Yoda? No, I have not. I have not. Okay, seen, you, okay. you got it. Dude, it's the okay. biggest earworm of 2020. I just saw it yesterday. I laughed my butt off at it. It's hysterical. If you can post it somewhere, it's my stick, and it's it's uh, bad lip reading with Yoda, and they have a song. It's the most catchy, funky thing I've heard in a long time. So, speaking of Mark Hamill, he's in it. So. Yeah, no, I, and I, I think that Yoda is fantastic. Hey, now, you've watched The Mandalorian. Love the Mandalorian, man. I, you know what's funny? Um, I I wanted to order a Baby Yoda because what I do now is because I'm divorced and I don't really have much of a life. I sometimes will drink uh, and watch Netflix, yeah. and then I'll, you know, and I do the proverbial drunk shopping on uh, Amazon. Well, then when I saw Baby Yoda dropped, I ordered a lot of them. Except the problem is they're not going to be here till May. So then uh, I'm in Charleston now, Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, which I had to say South Carolina because that's how you say it, and so. <laughs> There's this girl that's uh, uh, married to our, our promotions guy, Tight Pants Thomas, because he's always wearing tight pants. And she knitted this thing, and, uh, and she put it up on Etsy, and I got one. And it's like, there's like bl- a baby Yoda black market. Did you know that? And I got one, and now I'm kind of like trying to cancel all my orders that I placed on Amazon while I was drinking. Kids don't drink and, and be on Amazon. It's not a good thing to do. I, I hope 
you know, I can, you can be a better person than me, Dan. Well, I mean, they say, well, I will say this. So I go down to Disney a lot because obviously I do the Disney show and I've always been a, a fan since I was a little kid and I used to work there. So I, 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 what you do? So I did, I was, I worked at Epcot Outdoor Foods. So I worked in the food industry at Epcot, the food industry at the uh, Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater at Hollywood sure. Studios. And I was also a vacation planner there as well. Oh, a vacation planner. Yeah, yeah. My brother actually worked on the Jungle Cruise. Oh, nice. And got kicked off the Jungle Cruise by going off script, because you're not allowed to go off script at Disney. And then he would show us where all the, the hidden Mickeys were along the way, which is kind of cool. Although, you know what they need to do? And I know I'm old school on this, because this might be old guys yelling at clouds, or old guy yelling at clouds. Dude, they need to bring back 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That right, you know, I'm not with you. You know what it is now? Uh, do you know what it is with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea now? It, what it's it is? Aerial, wait, is it Aerial Squirting Fountain? Wait a minute, that sounds bad. Uh, no, it, it, it was it was literally right outside of Pinocchio's Village House. It was a food court. They turned it into a food court, yes. An outdoor food court. Wait, the whole 20,000 League things is now a food court? Like where the thing was gone, that like open space, was just like a place for you to sit and eat and stare at the carousel. All right, you know what, man? I know you have some power at Disney, or maybe you don't. No one does. <laughs> but, like, they need to bring back Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, because yes. that was sick. Yep. And they need to bring back 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That was, like, my only thing I looked forward to as a kid. And um, and then, you know, it's gone now. I knew, like I said, Ariel's Squirting Fountain or something was there for a little bit, and they moved some water show. But bring it back, man. I mean, you know? I don't know. Well, I mean, there is, there is, there's actually something that was over there. Uh, well, in where Mr. Cho- Mr. Toe in that, that whole area, there's a Winnie the Pooh ride where Winnie looks like he's tripping on acid. Have you been on that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, what's going on, man? When, when, when we go he's through his dream. Look out for the hoof bumps. <laughs> yeah. When we go into his dream sequence and his spirit yeah. goes out of his body. He, like, yeah. eats the honey, then the spirit goes out of his body, and then you start bouncing around with a bunch of purple elephants with polka dots. So I'm considering – I think it's LSD is what I was thinking. Oh, dude, absolutely. Dude, that's, they were all tripping balls back then. And they, <laughs> those were he, they were heffalumps for sure. They absolutely were. They're like, come up with something crazy. There's this crazy thing. Have you heard of Timothy Leary? No? Okay, put this little tab on your head. Now you're seeing elephants. Yeah, man, Absolutely. Yeah, Bring it back. but that's and that's but Mr. Toad isn't there anymore, and it's very sad and upsetting. And there's a lot of ones that aren't, but they still have you know the Winnie the Pooh one, which which does make me feel that I'm on that. But to get back to Baby Yoda, so I'm down there in December. No, you're okay. I'm down. That's why we'll get there eventually. So I'm I'm down I'm down uh, in Disney in December, uh, beginning of December, and I was like, oh, you know, Mandalorian's out. Maybe they'll have some stuff. And I am one of those people where, like, I'll go down the week after I went down, and they'll have new – and people are like, oh, there won't be anything new. Totally new. I, I went one week, went back the next week, and there was Halloween stuff everywhere, a ton of new Star Wars merchandise. Like, over – between August to December, the Star Wars merchandise just continued to kick in, and I bought a lot of it because, you know, I, I, I do like doing that, as, as you said, as well. So I got two Baby Yoda things. Because they said all of, like, the toys and all that. And I think they're going to make a Baby Yoda, like, electronic robotic thing. I have a feeling they're going to make a Yoda style that can, like, move and you can hold it and stuff. I do have uh, the belief that that's going to happen. But in the meantime, they had uh, phone cases and some other stuff. So I bought magnets. And I got a magnet that says the child on board and it's Yoda. And then I got one that says my child can levitate your child. So I do have baby Yoda stuff, but they're just magnets on my refrigerator in my theater room of my house right now. That's awesome. You have a theater room. I would have had a theater room, but I got a divorce, Dan. So, <laughs> so did I. I. How did you? Well, you didn't have kids. So that's a, that was the thing, man. You got the kids. Uh, you didn't have kids. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I would love a theater room with some baby Yoda, anything. But I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, uh, they say October 2020, which is awesome. Uh, I, I thought it was the best Star Wars for me since the originals. I love how they kept with them. Just kind of the old-time feel of it. Um, uh, it just, the whole thing is great. From one episode to the next, they got better and better and better. And uh, I, I'm kind of glad they got out of the movie business for a minute. I, I know people kind of smashed the last one. I didn't think it was as bad as everybody said it was, um, The Rise of Skywalker, but because uh, everybody knows what it is. But 
I feel like they had to kind of wrap it up. They knew they had to wrap it up, and it was such a mess. And I think they were like, all right, let's just get it done. And I thought overall it was not a bad movie considering what they had to work with, which was not much. You know, you didn't think it was – I. here's my thing. So I went to go see it, and I went to go see it with, with, uh, with my lady, and she – has never seen. I have a lady, and look at you, <laughs> look at me. So she uh, she had never seen a Star Wars movie before, but she said, "Let's go see it. Like you want to go see it. I want to, you know, I want to do something that you want to do. Like let's let's go have a good time with it." And and my Southern people that are down there with you can understand this. Her her idea of my day, and that she was like, "Let's go to Cracker Barrel because you love it there, and let's go see a Star Wars movie because." You know, I like to live country, and up north, there's not a lot of it. So I went there to Cracker Barrel. We had a good time. She gave me a really nice date, and we went to see the Star Wars movie. So it ends, and she's like, what did you think? And I looked at her, and I go, well, this is the only one you've ever seen, and it was probably, hands down, one of the worst Star Wars movies I've ever seen in my life. And this was the thing that, like... Because I want her to see it, and then, like, hopefully, you know, she would maybe like it, want to see another one. No, I was like, you ended up bringing me to probably one of the worst ones out there, and now I feel like it's, you know, ruined the reputation of Star Wars for her. But I I, don't, I, I just wasn't – I'm happy Palpatine was back, but I thought he kind of pushed out in the movie a little bit. He didn't really give me anything to be that proud of. I thought it was kind of – I don't know. It was like you bring back a giant villain. You got this massive army that goes on for miles that was easily defeated. I just thought it was very Disney how it ended. It was like these two people are going to destroy and and then like all. I mean, and I love the resistance, but it, there was like no fight. It was no contest, and every single one of those ships was was a mini Death Star. Yet none of them could remain functional. I, I just don't get it. Wow, you really nerded up on that one. I, I did, thank you. On that one. All I got out of it was they pulled Palpatine out and attached him to a Slurpee machine. So it's like, <laughs> what would you do if you were like, the only thing they could wheeze out of you is 7-Eleven juice. I mean, that was about it. And I, I do like the fact that your girl doesn't know anything about Star Wars, although for me, I, I, I had, like, after, because you talked about being divorced, like, I was... Let's just say it wasn't good. I was, I have great kids. I love them, but the person that I was married to could be, we never saw each other at all. So I guess we were like a flawed plot of Star Wars and everyone's like, this sucks. This sucks. Dude, we had two therapists. Two, two of them. Did you go to one and, did you go to one and she goes to one or you both went to? No, 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 no. I had my own. Okay. So this is how, this is how bad it went. I had my own therapist and then we went to couples therapy with two different therapists and the two therapists looked and went, you know what? You two suck. And so we got out. But the thing that I, I know that like now when I look at, I, I got to have a girl that loves herself some Star Wars. Got to have that. She's got to be able to get the references. I will pull you into it, but, she, but I got to have that. I, I got to have a little bit of that nerdy girl. Man. I need that nerdy girl like that, you know, because you, you screwed up, though. You should have you started her with the originals. But then the problem is now it's gotten so deep. People are like, well, do you start with the first one? Do you go back to the Clone Wars? I don't know. I say start with the original Star Wars right there, episode, what, four, four. Yeah. five, and six. Go there. Skip the first one, the Phantom Menace, because that's garbage. Second one, yeah, you don't need that. Third one, just, you know, that dark, you know, he gets his legs cut off and he's mad. And use that, and then Rogue One, piece that in there somewhere. There is some Clone Wars stuff that would be good. And then, you know, maybe go to, uh, you know, I like Solo. People hated Solo. I like Solo. I thought it was good. I didn't mind it. See, I, well, that's the thing. I liked Solo more than I liked Rogue One, and then apparently that was a giant no-no. But then I went by, see, I, I fell asleep in Rogue One, but I was tired that day. So I went back and I watched Rogue One when I was in an airport because I had time in between flights, and I watched Rogue One again. And when I watched it a second time, I was like, you know what? Okay. You know, so maybe I was just tired. I appreciated it more the second time. I watched it with an open mind, so I was good with it. But I like Solo, but I also like Solo because I'm a massive Darth Maul fan. So I just wanted Darth Maul to come back. But it, it was it was a great gesture and something that I didn't experience a lot in dating is that uh, my girl was like, I've never seen Star Wars. I have no interest in seeing it, but you want to see it, and I want to... 
I want to share that with you. And she was so proud of herself that she sat through it and she did it and we had fun watching it and whatnot. I just thought it was terrible that like that was the only thing to go off of where, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I wish we had seen a better one. But I, you know, I had somewhat expectation. I like Ray. You know, BB-8 wasn't in it enough. That was a big problem for me. But, you know, and like you said with Palpatine, he looked like he was one of those things, one of those toys you want in the claw machine, but the claw wouldn't let it go. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like uh, on sale at the Spirit Halloween store. Spirit Halloween for all your Halloween needs. <laughs> there we are. I just wanted to get that. I wanted to wedge in there. Plus, I have a question. Yes. I know you didn't like the new one, but I got to go back because you said Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And... So what's your jam at Cracker Barrel? Because everybody got a jam at Cracker Barrel. So what's yours? I do. I get the same thing every time. I always get Mama's something. So it's typically Mama's French Toast breakfast. And I'll yeah. tell I'll tell everybody the the literal because because I get I get looks like you know from the from people that know me like you know Dan you're being difficult but I don't think this is difficult. I say well my eggs over medium. I want my bacon like done really really crisp. I like crisp bacon. So make my bacon crisp over medium eggs. A side of wheat toast with no butter, multigrain, whatever the heck they have, and French toast with blackberries on top. That's what I get. Dude, that is the crack shack, 100%. Long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I dated a girl who worked at the Cracker Barrel. My go-to was always the steak fried steak, or the chicken fried steak, the, that thing. Can we and talk about what the hell that means? What does that mean? I never understood just, what it meant. Dude, they, they deep fry the F out of it, man. <laughs> Pour it, and then they pour sawmill gravy all over that, and they throw some biscuits on there, and they're delicious. And 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 then you know after that you you come out of Cracker Barrel, you got like that Cracker Barrel high, you know what I mean? Like you feel like yeah, you just you you're really just kind of walking around Cracker Barrel, just full of gravy and regret and chicken fried <laughs> something. You go and buy crap you don't need in that store, but every time they get me every time in that store, man, with that with the with the licorice candy. Because I'm the only person on the planet that likes licorice. But the licorice candy, where, like, you go and you buy some sort of, like, Jack and Jill craft that you haven't seen, doesn't even make any sense. You know what they need to do at Cracker Barrel, Dan? They need to serve alcohol because then people will buy their crap. You'd be like, hey, here's a John Denver and Kelly Clarkson duet album. I don't know why, but I need this right now. Hey, look. And you can buy your, like, ladies some, like, old, old-time country crap. You know what I mean? Like that old I'll tell you what like, I got there, though. Loretta Lynn dress, you know, and you'd be like, come on, baby, let's go. I saw a dude smack a girl on the ass in the middle of Cracker Barrel down here. I, I, I got it. I did get, I did get the, uh, and I've had it forever. That that giant the carpet giant checker set I have that yeah I have the, it the, yeah ex- exactly I also <laughs> had the giant uh, checker set and I'm, I'm did you, you lose that in the divorce or do you still have it dude you know what I got out of the divorce this is embarrassing peace this of mind really peace no, no, <laughs> I'll look at my paycheck and we'll talk about how much peace I'm really at let me tell you something about New York lawyers. Make sure you watch out for them because there's one up there and I can name her by first and last name. Don't go to her if you want to know. DM me through Instagram. I'll be more than happy to tell you at Hunter uh, Radio on Instagram. Leave her alone. She sucks at what she does. So, uh, but what, what I got out of the divorce was uh, my kids. So that's good. But then there was this cooler, right? And you know how everybody has a Yeti cooler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have a Yeti cooler. It's okay. one of those old school, like, Playmate coolers, you know what I'm talking about? And it was hers, apparently, and it's pink, and it has these flowers on it. And, of course, you know, now I'm a single guy, and, like, I, food, you know, I meal prep because, you know, CrossFit. And, um, you know, because I do CrossFit now because I got to, you know, look young so I can, you know, maybe get myself a hot 38-year-old. Um, and, um, you know, so I'm walking into work, and I just get blasted from all these dudes. I ha- it's pink, dude. It's pink, and it's got these, like, tripped-out daisies on it. And I don't care. Now I wear it with, I take it to shows down here, took it to a Luke Bryan show, don't mean nothing. I put, it's like, I'll pull a Coors Light right out of that and I'll give you one. That's what I got out of the divorce. I, <sighs> yeah. I got to, I, I'm sorry, Dan, this has become a cathartic for me today. <laughs> well, I have two things to say in response to that is yeah. if, if anybody needs us for anything, you can call, you can, you can call 8675. 5309, or 8675309, that was the song, so you can call that if you need any therapy needs. You know that someone's going to call that. They're, they're going to do oh, yeah. it, Hunter. So you, no. I actually did a commercial for that in when I was at Marywood University in Pennsylvania, 
and I had to create a fake number. So I had a, a, a product that we that we created, and I said, call 315-867-5309. And I don't even think my teacher got it. And I was like, just because of the way that I said it. So two things. This has become a therapy session. We're happy to be on each other's couches. Number two, thank you so much that this is proudly brought to you by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, are you sponsored by Cracker Barrel, dude? Really? No, we're not sponsored by Cracker Barrel, but I mean, we might as well. I mean, you, we're talking about the food. We're talking. I mean, outside of you, I mean, what, what did we say that was positive? Smack a girl's butt at Cracker Barrel. That's that's not bad if she's your lady and she likes that and she yeah. wants to smack yours too. That's yeah, okay. That's you know, we, I have to be specific that if you have permission to spank the booty and your booty gets spanked as well in an equal opportunity, then the booty spanking is correct. It, I have to disclaimer that in the world that we yeah. live in today. No, I know you probably do. And I got to tell you, it's been uh, about a year. So really, the only thing that I've gone down on in the past year is chicken fried steak. over <laughs> <at Cracker Barrel. laughs> And and and, your, <laughs> and, uh, and can we... Uh, Dan, I haven't been late. It sucks. It sucks. Can we talk about? Can we talk about uh, how you have been late in a way, though? You have you have the weighted blanket. We've we've discussed this I, before. I, yes, I have a weighted blanket. You know what this is? You know what this is? What? But, you, you've heard about the weighted blanket. I have right? heard about you know you know what? That's my thing. So I've I've picked up a weighted blanket before. They weigh like the like a if it, like a seventy pound dead weight child. Somebody yeah. who just decided to to just not move anymore and you know and just kind of play some tricks on you. They're heavy as all hell. And I actually saw a video today. Actually my lady sent me a video today of the weight of the weighted blanket. And, and, and people throwing them at someone who's not expecting it and just people getting knocked the hell out because they're so heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can knock yourself. I've knocked myself out with it, you know? <laughs> like, all right, so i got to ask you a question. This is, this is so you, you, you're with a lady. How long before the divorce did you got? Did you have the, that time where you're alone? Like, so so I, start, I, did, I kind of hung out with someone, like, very quickly after, and right. she was one, she was one of the scariest people I've ever met in my life like the yeah. the stories I could tell you on a stage somewhere in the future I mean this this woman was having discussions with me about wanting to drink my future children Oh well that's that's really excellent <laughs> thank god you consciously uncoupled her Yeah so that's the, weird dude that's the jet right there wow Yeah um, so so, so I, you you really didn't have the alone time see I I've, I've been alone I had so, the alone time, but I, I didn't, in the beginning, I did not offer it to myself. All right, so that's when I got the weighted blanket, um, because, you know, I, it, it messes you up. I mean, like, I was married for a while, so you're with somebody for a while. You're used to kind of sleeping with them, although, I'll be honest with you, I was on the couch for about four years, so that really was. But, you know, you kind of get into this weird thing where you kind of, like, want to have a someone next to you, man, and, and I, I'm a cuddler. I, I know that sounds crazy. I like to cuddle. Like, I like to feel my girl and, you know, like, pull her in. And she can pull me in if she wants to. If you want to be big, spoon, I don't give a crap. But, um, and, and it was, I was struggling with that a little bit, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I would do, I would hold a pillow and I, I was getting weird. And, <laughs> and so I got this weighted blanket yeah. and it does feel like, I guess there's something on you. But the problem is, I'm down south. It's hot AF down here, man. So, like, this thing, like you said, it's like 70 pounds. I don't even know what's in it. Uh, I think they I, said there's like steel beads or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know what's in it. I'm not even sure what I, what's on my bed. But, uh, you know, so, uh, but you get so hot in it. So then you might have feel like someone's holding you, but you're like, my God, it's so hot here. And, and, and so it, it's kind of a weird sensation, but I do sleep with it. Oh, God, this is sad, Dan. I'm really starting to, we're going to have to delve into this whole thing. I, I've, <laughs> I've realized that I've held a lot of this stuff in for a while. So what I've got is Baby Yoda and a weighted blanket and a play school, uh, a playmate cooler from like 1985. That's awesome. That's so, scary. so it's made with it's made with pellets. Be- beads of plastic or glass are inside of that. Ah, plastic beads, huh? All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. so you, somehow so you, somebody's convinced you. You know, that's the placebo effect. They're like, this feels like a human being. It doesn't feel like a human being. Yeah, it just feels like someone who's really heavy who fell asleep on you, who's keeping you from breathing, is what it feels like. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, it's almost <laughs> suffocating you know a little bit well, if you like lay I, under it. 
Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, man, it, it, it's very easy to Dutch oven yourself in that thing, too. You don't know what's happening. Oh, I'm I'm, get, I'm convinced with a weighted blanket that you could let something go in there and you could Dutch oven about three months from now. Dude, you know what's great about it, though? Now I Dutch oven and I don't even care. I think I actually did that to myself. I actually think I Dutch oven myself underneath my weighted blanket. That is shame. That is top that top that fruit. <laughs> I will I will I will say as a teenager that I did I did pass some gas in my bed and uh, and woke and, and I did it at like ten o'clock at night. Woke up in the morning, pulled my sheets over, and it was still under there. So I was yeah. proud of myself on that one. So. And, and you know what? Everybody's done it too. Everybody's done it. And, and ladies, don't act like you have. You sat there, you're like, oh my god. You just you because you're curious. And then yeah, I actually trapped myself underneath my weighted blanket. I need some help, Dan. Uh, this show's good for me. Good. I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> I, I am too. I very. I got to ask you a question though about sure. about the. Uh, are you for or against having gone through you know a marriage and and dating and whatnot? Are you for or against going number two in front of your significant other and farting in front of your significant other? What are your thoughts on that? Oh wow, that's a deep question. Thank um, you. I'm trying. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get the glass beads out of your hand because I don't want you to hurt yourself. I'm trying yeah, to move glass, to something else. The, the glass beads are stuck somewhere else. Trust me. <laughs> um, so, all right. Be, uh, being serious, or you want me to be like funny about it? I want you to be honest about it. That's that's what I, we I'll are be, here. I'll be completely honest. Okay. I would tell this to anybody. Um, I got married young because I thought that was what I was supposed to do, and with a person that I married wasn't. We, she wasn't a bad person, but we were bad for each other. We just never had one fundamental thing. We couldn't communicate. Like, it was really bad, and we just missed each other. She totally didn't understand what I did. I mean, I don't even understand what I do. I mean, I work in radio, but, you know, you move around a lot because of this business. And uh, I, I think sometimes people don't understand the thing about a business. And, and you know, this is kind of like a total psychological profile, but, like, when I go on the air, for me, it's, 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 you know, a light switch. A light switch comes on. I'm, I'm entertaining. I guess some people would compare it to maybe being an actor. So, like, if you see Joaquin Phoenix, you don't think he's always acting like the Joker. It's a role. That's kind of how it was for me. So I would, you know, pump up this, this version of myself. And yeah, there were parts that were truth, but there were things that was like me, uh, you know, spinal tap 11, right? And I think she had a hard time dealing with that. Um, and then, you know, we never really could connect on that way. So I was with this person that really didn't get me. I didn't get her. And, you know, we had kids. So for me, it was very important to be a dad, even though we didn't get along. I didn't want my kids growing up without a dad. And so that was one of the reasons I stayed. Um, and, and it was the wrong reason. Um, and, you know, we had a very contentious divorce. I mean, it was not pretty. It did not look good. It was very hard emotionally. We rarely talk. Um, and you know, there's probably a good reason behind that, but I would say for me, if it's going to be a, 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 a you know, a marriage number two, I'm going to have to be 1000% sure because even when I was, you know, going down the aisle, I had, I, I was going, what am I doing? You know, like, is this, is this the person, you know, like I, I had all that thought and it's weird. Maybe I've seen too many, uh, you know, maybe I've seen the notebook too many times, and I believe that to a certain degree. Although, on a side note, I will say, I don't think she ever would have gone with Noah. She would have gone with the rich guy. Most girls would have stayed with security, not gone with love. I'm just going to point that out. Yeah, he was building you a house. Sure, he was building you a house. But you had this money guy over here. He's got stuff. He's got stuff. And it's like, all right, well, I love you. Yeah, that's nice, but he's got the stuff. Um, but I really kind of believe in that stuff. So for me, I would have to connect with somebody very deeply. Um and it, it's very important. Um, and I would say if you're in a situation where you're with somebody that you don't get along with, and I'm not talking like, okay, it's, you know, you come home. I mean, you're always going to get pissed off at each other, and you're going to have little things that get on each other's nerves. But I'm talking like, you know this is a bad place. You know you take parts of yourself and put it away all the time. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get out. And there's so many people that I know that are in marriages, that are in bad marriages. They don't want to be there. They're putting themselves, they're, they're themselves away. I know this sounds pretty psychological, but you do. I, I did that to myself, and I think she did too. You start putting all these parts of you away. And I woke up one day, and I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, I, I, I don't like who I am. And so what I did after this, it, it, it's very tempting to want to jump back into something with somebody because, you know, I think we're – 
you know, as humans, we want to have that connection with somebody. But I also felt like I needed to kind of clean up a lot of what was going on in me. And yeah. I'm still not there. But I think the next time I do that, um, I'm, I, and I think I would get married again because one, I'm old and I need somebody to wipe my butt. Um, but <laughs> also, I just feel like I don't want the problem with with my 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 situation. I think a lot of people's situations. Sometimes you're walking behind somebody, or someone's walking ahead of you. I think you got to walk with one another, and you got to support one another, and you got to be there for what means something to one another. And that's what I want. I want honesty. I want truth. I want communication. And I got to be honest, I didn't have that in my marriage. I mean, there was a lot of me just pushing myself away, not saying what I really felt. Felt. And, and it just kind of dissolved. So that's kind of my theory. It's probably a little too deep. And yeah, that's my TED talk for today. But I would say if you're in a situation and you're married and it's not working, do yourself a favor and get out, even if you have kids, because you know what? You'll be a better parent for it. And then find somebody that can match your crazy. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I think that's what it is for me. Anyway, and then if I find that person, hey, that can put a ring on this finger. That's right. You can be on say this. I don't have a problem with it. And then we'll sit down during the national anthem and everybody will be bad. So there you go. <laughs> but I mean, that's, and, and we'll get to, we'll get to the Super Bowl in a, in a, well, the, the championship game. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, I, I'm with you, you know, and I, and I guess to, to, you know, to, to share and impart some of, of my own, you know, you just kind of live and learn. And, and, and some of the things with me, you know, uh, on the day that I got, that I, you know, that had gotten married, I, I looked, I remember being out taking pictures and saying, I don't really want to do this, or this kiss is fake, or I don't, or I don't feel it right now. And I just remember sitting outside on a bench and they brought us out food. And in my head, I was like, shouldn't I be happier right now? And I just remember I almost said it out loud. And then, you know, just, just being there and, you know, the, the night of the wedding, I was like, yay, we're finally back to the room. We can relax. This is nice. It's just it's just her and I. And she opened up all the cards and threw the money out on the bed and said, let's see how much money we got. And I, and I just, you know, there were a lot of signs on the way to it. And I'm an emotional guy, and I didn't cry. I'm also a guy who's like, very, I would like to think I'm very poetic. And when I, when I asked, you know, when everybody's like, oh, what's the story? How did you ask? My story wasn't anything big. I literally, the words I said were, well, you already know how I feel about you. And that's not me, like, at all. I mean, I'm usually, like, you know, when I look at the sun and it shoot and I, and I see the sun hit your face, and then the first moment that I met, like, I'm a person who remembers all that stuff, and I bring it all in. So there were a lot of signs for me, but ultimately, you know, when, when you're in a situation and, and you hear from somebody who sits on the couch and says, can I just be a stay-at-home dog mom and you can work for me? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, it was, can you just find a sponsor who will give you money that you can just give to me so I can stay home and drink and watch the dog? And I just remember thinking to myself, what have I done? But I had to get to a point where I had to learn. You know, we all do, and, and I, I, I am a hopeless romantic. I'm a hopeful romantic, I like to call it. But, you know, we all end up in good places, and it's therapeutic to talk about it so that people know it's not just you going through it, and you will get through it. But there's also the reality, and what I've found is the piece of moving on and moving forward. And you're always growing, and you can always do better, but I ultimately do feel that it was a blessing. I, I feel like God hit my reset button. I, I feel like she, I said, she screwed up and saved my life. She kind of tripped into saving my life. And because she saved it, you know, because of what she did, it opened the door for me to really have something I want in my life because I wasn't going to have kids with this person. I didn't trust it. And I always wanted to be a dad. So, you know, I, you, you learn a lot and, and we can joke about a lot of things and talk about a lot of things. But the reality of it all is, you know, you got to be yourself. And I, I, I don't like, you know, I'm a very private person in the sense of, you know, the relationship that I have now and who I'm with and how much I care. I mean, if somebody that I, I care about asks me about it, you know, I'll tell them how wonderful she is and how I feel like I, I'm not out there trying and I just let it be what it is and I'm more relaxed and I appreciate her. But, you know, the world that I went through, I don't think Dane Cook, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and everybody else in a group, if they all combined and formed a giant Transformer or a giant you know, Voltron or whatever it may be, or, or a Power Ranger, you know, Megazord, I don't think any of them can hold a candle to what I've seen and what I've been through and what I've witnessed. And so I think that God gave me my comedy 
he gave me that bulk of work to just, you know, pile on, you know, to just run through on stage someday. But ultimately, he now gave me somebody that makes me laugh, that I can laugh with, who, you know, treats me like a human being, God forbid. And, uh, and that's kind of a nice thing, to find somebody that actually treats you like you matter. And I know that that's a rarity now, but I, I like the fact that the person I'm with can joke with me, and she gives me crap, and I give her crap in a like we we kind of we kind of roast each other, which is a very cool thing because I'm used to being the comic relief. I'm used to being the energy and the personality and the guy who brings people together. Well, she's somebody who very much can stand on her own, and and I appreciate that because now I don't I don't have to be like the court jester all the time. You hit the nail on the head, man. That's good to hear. But I agree. You know. If a girl makes me laugh, like, and there, it's, and it sounds weird. I, it's really hard to get me to laugh. Like, I am a nightmare at comedy clubs. Um, but like, if you get somebody to make me laugh, that, that's really a good thing. And I know what you mean. And, and you know, we can definitely move on for it from it. But it, you know, if you've got that thing where you're not exactly saying what you're saying, you're not being yourself and you're sitting here having these conversations and only you can have them at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, what the real truth is. Um, and if you're in that situation, you need to get out. And, and, and honestly, it might be good for the other person because they can find somebody that maybe likes that. There's some dudes that want to go out there and, you know, you know, have her stay at home and drink and play with the dog all day. And that's fine by them. Uh, you know, for me, I want somebody, that, you know, I can really hang with and, you know, challenge me. And that's, it's, and, you know, that's, that's not the easiest thing to do, but that's, yeah, man, I think we both learned a lot and I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, Life is about learning and growing, and if you don't, it's at any point, if you stop learning or growing, then you're not doing yourself any justice or any good. Speaking of learning and growing, the, 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 you know, the time, has, time, time moves on. We learn and we grow as a society. I have Hispanic blood. I like Hispanic music. I've, I, I would have liked the music whether or not I was Hispanic, but there is something to the culture of it that I feel connected to that I appreciate because I'm very much about my culture. I'm very much about what my nationality is, and I love that. And so Shakira and J-Lo go on stage. They play their music. They're doing the, you know, Shakira's on the drums. She's on the guitar. I appreciate the music. I cannot believe the overwhelming, I guess I can in a way because people on social media now are insane, but... There, or maybe they were always insane. Now they just have a venue to, to show us how insane they truly are. But I didn't think there was anything wrong with the halftime show. And I'm so, okay, take the booty shaking out of it, the, the, the pure dancing of it, the ability for Shakira to play multiple instruments. I thought Shakira stole the show more than J-Lo. J-Lo did a little bit of pole dancing, a little bit of singing. Shakira did like 900 different things on stage. But I don't know why people were so negative and hateful and oh my god the show is disrespectful and it's and when was the last time that you heard that the super bowl was a family-friendly sponsored event i mean i just i just i don't understand the the backlash of oh my god my seven-year-old daughter was just totally mortified well number one why was she up number two when did the this isn't barney who was, you know, also allegedly not that safe. This isn't the Teletubbies, who no, also have, allegedly you weren't that safe. Do you ever see the outtakes of Barney? They're horrifying. Oh, touch my big purple head. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, dude, right. dude. Uh, no, I, I'm with you uh, a thousand percent. I have this to say. <laughs> number, one. Uh, number two. Yeah. Um, all right, you're you're Hispanic, right? Yes. I, I'm white AF, dude. Okay, I've got no rhythm at all. And I know I saw that and I went, I was like, damn. And, and anybody that was complaining about it, I can guarantee you, I know what you look like. You ain't got no ass on you. That's number one. You ain't got no ass. I know you ain't got no ass on you. That's the way it is. And secondly, Shakira specifically is Colombian and Lebanese. You can't pack more sexuality into a tiny little body than that. Those are two things that are fighting each other to get out. That's why her hips are moving like that. She can't help that, dude. Like, it was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, and I actually, I know there were some people that were complaining. Um, and I actually attacked that dude on Twitter because I thought he was a douche rocket. But um, 
I think what I saw anyway, I, I thought more women felt empowered by it. Like, wow, like JLo's 50, Shakira's what, 43, something like that. Yeah. And they're out there. And what was great about it to me, and if you're one of these people like, no, oh, those women were owning their sexuality, owning it. And they were in 1,000% control. So, you know, I think it was just a couple of people. And by the way, those are probably the same people last year that were posting pictures of Adam Lee shirtless all over Instagram. And by the way, the Maroon 5 show sucked donkey. I didn't, even rem- I didn't even remember it, and I like Maroon 5. I love Maroon 5, but that show was terrible. And I think even Adam Levine knew, like, all right. Well, this sucks. Everybody knows it sucks. Okay, I'll I'll get naked. Yeah. And dude, I don't know if you were watching it last year, but I mean, it was girls' Instagrams just blue, like like a Shakira. It was like that on Instagram with Adam Levine. So it's like if you're gonna be upset about Shakira and J Lo, were you upset about Adam Levine? And I'm with you on the whole family type thing. It's like. You know, I, I think this started way back with Janet and, and Justin and Nipplegate back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, everybody got so uptight. I don't know what happened. And I, I don't know if you're a big fan of Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais, but <laughs> I just watched his, his, uh, his special on Netflix and I loved him for The Office. I, I'm not sure if I really loved him as a comedian until I saw that, that show, but he said, like, in America, from like 1960 something up to 2015, we've had more advances in technology, and it's been the greatest time. But then 2015 hit, and everybody got a stick up their butt. And I don't know what happens. It's just letting something be what it is, and and enjoy it for what it is. It was a hell of a show. They owned it. I don't know what you're really attacking. And the only thing I can think of is that you got to feel so insecure about yourself because your man's over in the corner going. Damn. And every husband that night was going, damn. And even women were going, damn. So I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think we've just gotten to a, and it's, it's weird because it affects what we do, Dan. I mean, there's times too where I'm on the air and stuff I would say like back at the K-Rock days, I wouldn't even think of saying right now because you get one group that comes down, they attack you, they flip out and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're playing it into a corner or you got to apologize or you can lose your job because Somebody just didn't like somebody, and he's, he, as as Bill Burr said, "F your group." <laughs> I've got a group. F your group. Yeah, I just I actually just watched that one because I didn't know Bill Burr's comedy for a while, and that was the thing that 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 I was, you know, we were hanging out, and and uh, the lady said she's like, "Have you ever watched Bill Burr?" And I was like, "No," and so she took because I've you know, I, and this is the thing about bucket lists. Because I know that, you know, that was a topic that we just brought up out of thin air. But the thing about bucket lists is, out of all of my bucket lists that I have, the one that's actually almost completed of all of them is my bucket list of seeing the comedians that I wanted to see live. I saw Charlie Murphy. I saw Dave Chappelle. I've seen Joe Coy, George Lopez, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anybody here. Did I say Chappelle? Kevin Hart. And I've seen almost every comedian I want to see. The only comedians I have left on my list that I want to see of, like, the top ten or whatever I had is Lewis Black and potentially Wanda Sykes because I do like Wanda Sykes. Uh, you know, I like her stuff. But Lewis Black, for a very, very long time, I- I've wanted to see him because I learn more about politics watching him than I do watching any of these, you know, quote-unquote, media news outlets because they're not so you know i really lewis blacks and wanda sykes are the only two that are kind of left on my list but i've gotten to see this stuff and bill burr talks about that he talks about the groups and you know that anybody can come down and and he and he says like f your group you know and all that good stuff but to go back to your shakira point I think that one of the hot keys on the show should be because I would just love to be able to play that at any given time. And I think it should be the yodel of the show at some point. Well, then get the yodel of the show going, man. Anytime somebody <laughs> says something dumb or you just need to reset. I mean, I do a similar sound, but it sounds more like a tom like, I like it. I do that. I do the, see, I do the Chewbacca. I do the, so I like to have it. Dude, it's it's I don't know, it's crazy. I, yeah. I thought it was good. Good on them. That's that's just kind of the way I feel. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, you know, people get people get salty over this stuff and I just looked at it and said, Wow, good for those women. They're killing it out there. I grew up, you know, wa- you know, watching J Lo and then Shakira came out 
and she's still doing her thing, and, and J-Lo's still doing her thing, and J-Lo's daughter came out and sang and killed it, and Shakira can dance like crazy. I just had respect for it, in all honesty, and then having Hispanic background at part of my blood, I just liked it. I, I mean, I, I got nothing, I have nothing negative to say about it, because it was entertaining, and it kept me there. Maroon 5, I forgot. Ask me who was before Maroon 5. I don't remember two Super Bowls ago who the hell it was. I remember two Super Bowl halftime shows. I remember Aerosmith with, I believe, NSYNC and Britney Spears. And I remember this year's halftime show. Everything else, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> like I said, dude, I'm Irish, I'm white AF, but that show turned me into Pitbull. I was like, cool, the whole time. I mean, even I, and I, I have, I, I don't feel that sometimes, but. I was in, man. I was all in. You were with it. I like it. I like. I like that you were. I like that you were. You know, trying my 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 want of seeing you try to belly dance with your weighted blanket in your living room. That's what makes my. That's the picture I see right now when we talk about this. Do you want to know the only Spanish I know, Dan? This is embarrassing. It's really true. Ready? Yeah. Me Pepe es grande y rojo. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't. And somebody taught me that when I was like in ninth grade, and I didn't know anything. So I would just go on instead of conjugating verbs, I'd just be like, "That's all I knew." And yeah. cool. Well, so and, and that and that penne is actually the member. That's that's what it's called, the penne. But people think it means pen. So I yeah. may or may not have taught someone uh, when we were working in a place that rhymes with schmizne. That uh, when somebody came up and was speaking Spanish, she wanted to speak Spanish. And so I said to the girl, I said, when the lady is done with her order, say, dame un penne. And she goes, uh -huh. what? And she goes, what does that mean? I was like, that just means that, like, you, you want, you know, you just want her to, like, sign this or whatever. And so, so she goes, dame un penne. And the lady kind of stops. And then she goes, dame un penne. And the lady looks up again, like, what the hell is, why is she saying this? And she, the girl got mad. She looks over at me and I just shrugged my shoulders. I'm over there making hot dogs and stuff. And she said, she's like, dame un penne. And the woman gives me this look and then she screams it in the middle of the park. She's like, dame un penne, ahora. And I was like, damn. And then the, the woman just gave me this look and I shook her head like she has no idea. I just gave her that body language of she doesn't know what she's saying. And so the girl goes, why wouldn't she give me the pen, Dan? I don't understand it. I'm like, I may have potentially told you to ask for something that wasn't the pen specifically. So I, I don't, and I don't think I've ever talked to that girl. <laughs> so the fappiest, the fattiest place on earth. Uh, uh, you should, you should have said your name was Rico Suave. That's the, only <laughs> That's the other Spanish I know. So Rico every Suave. Spanish song, everything I learned from Spanish was from pop radio. So Pitbull and Rico Suave, thank you for that. And Ricky Martin, there you go. You probably learned from oh, him yeah. Yeah, a little Bebe bit. La vida loca. <laughs> so, That's all I know. That's all you know. It's okay. So the uh, fine, so the show again will get there eventually. Is what's is what it is called. It is featuring Hunter, myself, Dan Tortora, and we are here with you uh, weekly. Our, our episodes are airing for you every Friday, TGIF with us at noon. So when you're on your Friday lunch break, you can TGIF and, and hang out with us at noon. It's in, you know, and, and we'll give you all the links for it and how to connect with it, and we'll make sure we put all that out there and share it for you. Hunter will, and I will as well. So very, very new show. Hunter, any final thoughts? We're going to talk about everything. I do want to let people know, uh, whether it's whether it's TV or movies or Netflix or as I like to call the company here that has cable, Rectum, because uh, I have thoughts and I have issues with how they go about their business. But that's just me. So we have we have cable TV, we have network. You know, obviously the the CW shows with you know DC and whatnot, and how the CW seems to do DC shows a hell of a lot better than DC does movies with Warner Brothers and all that good stuff. We have Marvel, we have The Walking Dead, we have music. And really, I mean, anything that can come up here that we'll be talking about, a lot of the Netflix series, the Hulu stuff, Disney Plus, and so on and so forth, it, you know, the, the world is our oyster, and, and as you know, we'll, we'll find a way to get there eventually. Any thoughts, Hunter, coming out of, of this first episode on what people can expect, maybe what you're excited about? Um, boy, like, oh, gosh. You really hit me with something there. Uh, all I could think about was you on Netflix. I just got done watching it, so maybe we can talk about that. Oh, and Birds of Prey is coming out, speaking of DC, and it's getting great reviews so far. 
Well, I'm really excited about that. And that's the thing. And why don't we give like a, a little shout out here to you? If people haven't seen you, uh, we're not going to spoil anything for you as far as how season two ends. There's only two seasons. 2021 is when the third season comes out. I got into the thing late. And this is one of those, uh, the lady said, hey, I watch you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it, you know, so if you don't want to watch it, you can watch something else, but I want to catch up on it. I was like, no, let's, let's jump right in. So I jumped into the show, and I was completely blown away. The cliffhanger of season two just really threw me off in a big way. What do you think about the show, and, and did you anticipate that you were going to like this show? And maybe how, how did you get involved? Did you just go to it one day when you were – underneath the weighted blanket or did somebody tell you to go watch the show i was told to go watch it and i started watching it and i realized that i have way more joe dialogue than i wish to have uh, running through my brain but i do that a lot and uh like i have not that i'm not to put anybody in a box unless they owe me money then i might put you in a box but i just I, not in a corner i yeah but i started really getting into like the joe dialogue on the whole thing and the, the way the show twists and turns and all that stuff it really sucks you in so i'm really interested to see where they go with the show next year because it was a big cliffhanger i'm not going to get into it too because you know spoilers and everything but man it's fantastic uh, it's one of the best shows out there and i think it's like the second biggest streaming show on netflix right now yeah and I, the witcher and i haven't seen the witcher have you watched it I started trying to watch it and I fell asleep because of narcolepsy. And then I, you know, like I, I tried to get into it. Uh, the theme song sticks in my head, but I'm not sure I like it or not yet. I think the reason why people like it is because Henry Cavill, 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 super dude, Superman. I think that's because he's just all jacked up and, and shirtless in it most of the time. So I'm offended. Who do I write? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. But, I mean, but I see, I never like Gossip Girl, and that's when Penn Badgley, the guy who's the main actor, who is, who is, uh, you know, the, the, the main, what, the, the storyteller, so to speak, to not ruin anything for anybody. But he is, uh, you know, he's from Gossip Girl, which was a show that, you know, I, I had an ex stapled my eyelids open to watch, and I will never watch that show again. However, his name was Dan in that show. Yay. And now, now he's in, in you, and I, I think you is a great show. I also, I'm a huge fan, and it's on Netflix now, but it's a Canadian show. A big, big fan. Got the lady to start watching it. She likes it. This is my contribution. And uh, Shit's Creek, which I love Shit's Creek. So, Shit's Creek is excellent. Absolutely. And and the, the cast will actually get back to you if you write to them. They're just very humble, fantastic group. Eugene Levy, Dan Levy, his son, uh, who is my favorite. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of him in the show. And uh, Eugene Levy, I mean, since American Pie, has been a fan favorite. You mentioned Birds of Prey and the uh, ridiculously long title, uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, when I go to see this movie, I'm going to say the entire title in order for them to give me a ticket. Will you be doing that as well? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to see it this weekend, maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> well, but, you remember uh, the title, I guess, is the question. No, I just remember Birds of Prey. And I, I tell you what, I really they're saying that the fight scenes in this are like John Wick 3. And I love to be some John Wick. So uh, I'm really happy for it. And I really actually feel like the DC movies since The Joker have really come along. So it's kind of interesting to see the flip because I found myself – excruciatingly bored in Marvel movies. Like, I'm like Black Widow. I'm oh. like, I don't care. I'm sorry. I know Hopper's going to be in it. Uh, but I, outside of that, I'm like, eh. I, I just felt like, I feel like they've just kind of turned out the same movie over and over again. And um, I feel like DC is actually the weird thing. DC used to be the movies that didn't have any depth. And now those are getting depth. It started with Shazam. And then, you know, the Joker and now Birds of Prey. And actually, I'm kind of looking forward to Batman. I didn't think I would. Like when I first heard Robert Pattinson, I started laughing. But then, you know, people were laughing at Michael Keaton back in the day when he was cast. And I don't know. I think this new Batman's going to be good. I think they're, they're really casting it well. And um, I don't know. I think DC's on a roll now. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think, I mean, Joker to me was one of the best. And we're going to have to spend time on, on another episode talking about that because I could spend ample time about that. I actually just had a, I spoke about that movie so much from really like the night it came out or like the day after that I feel like I was on the PR team. I feel like I should get some credit or payment or some type of stipend for the promotion of Joker because I had nothing to do with that movie yet. I could not stop talking about it. And, 
you know, just suggesting that people go to see it and really open up to it. I think that Joaquin Phoenix absolutely should win awards for it. I'm happy that he has been, and I hope that he continues to. The role that he – my favorite Joker was Heath Ledger, and Joaquin Phoenix, in in his own right, is up there. And for the first time ever, I decided to be the Joker for Halloween – I was my own version of it, which was kind of a mix of a bunch of them. I created my own laugh, which came out of nowhere. And I put on lipstick for the first time ever in my life, contrary to my dad's belief. So, you know, it was, uh, and I'm kidding. But uh, the reality of it all, uh, of being able to do that and just, like, take on the persona of the Joker. And I was dating somebody at the time who was just not exciting. And uh, just, just not, it just wasn't a good time. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed it to be is what should I should say. I wasn't happy. And so I got all dressed up and then she's like, well, aren't you going to get the food? And I had to go to Olive Garden on Erie Boulevard dressed up like the, like full makeup, full everything. God bless her heart. There was an 80 year old woman that was coming into the store while I was coming out of it. It looked like I had just robbed Olive Garden. But, uh, but my laugh that it wasn't until I put the makeup on. And really, like, looked at myself in the mirror and did my laugh get created. And I'm going to have to send you the video of it, Hunter, because I want to know what you think of it. So I'm going to have to send you the video so you can get a feel for it yourself. Let's do that next time because I need something to keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need something to to give you some, you know, breathing ability inside of that weighted blanket. But plenty coming up. Birds of Prey, you should all go. To, I can't believe it's here already. It's uh, technically the first comic book-ish movie of 2020. And so you could go out and see it uh, this weekend, and it comes out February 7th, which is uh, this coming Friday. Well, it's here, here on Friday, so here we are, and uh, that's pretty intense. But Hunter and I will be with you every single week. Our podcast will air for you at noon on Friday, so you can TGIF with us. And and Hunter, as, as always, will get there eventually. And I appreciate uh, wherever we got to today, I appreciate that you helped me get there. So thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you, Hunter. So we will uh, we'll definitely talk with you all soon. We'll get there eventually. Uh, make sure you stay connected with us. And Hunter, as always, thank you. I appreciate it. 